This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The National Farmers Union has a new leader. NFU delegates elected Rob LaRue as their new president this afternoon. He'll take over for the retiring Roger Johnson, who has had the position since 2009. Yesterday, LaRue told AgriPulse's Ben Nully he wants to maintain what Johnson built. Roger Johnson has been a tremendous mentor uh, for me from a personal point of view and then uh, also for the organization uh, in terms of running a very balanced, uh, you know, well-organized and very effective uh, uh, communication uh, out there on for all of agriculture, I would argue. And so it's really about taking that leadership and kind of building an even more effective team here and really honing in on those big issues that we have. LaRue joined NFU in 2016 as its Senior Vice President of Policy and Communications. That came after 20 years in public service at USDA and as a staffer on Capitol Hill. There's more on LaRue's election in our story on agripulse.com. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue spoke to NFU members today at their annual convention in Savannah, Georgia. Here's Ben with more. Now that the 2019 market facilitation program is over, Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue is defending where payments have gone. Speaking to members of the National Farmers Union, Purdue says payments have not gone to most of the South like people originally thought. A lot of people make pol- try to make political hay out of these kind of things, but the facts don't bear them out. I know there's been some talk about geography, and that's not true either. The top five states are Iowa, Illinois, Minnesota, Kansas, and Texas. And uh, in fact, Illinois got more payments in Illinois than all five southeastern states put together. He again tamped down the expectations the administration would do a 2020 MFP program. And many people like to read this statement about a 2020 program, but they forgot those first word, that two-letter word that's pretty important. He said if, if trade doesn't materialize, he would consider. I can tell you he's committed to do what it takes to make sure farmers get through this, this period this, uh, this uh, period of time. Purdue also spoke how farmers can do their part to improve the environment and lessen climate change. At the National Farmers Union Convention in Savannah, Georgia, I'm Ben Nully. By the way, Purdue is headed to Capitol Hill this week for a hearing with the House Ag Committee. See more about this week's schedule in our Washington Week Ahead on agripulse.com. The presidential candidate field has gotten a little smaller since our last drive time. Following former Vice President Joe Biden's strong showing in Saturday's South Carolina primary, two other candidates from the moderate lane of the Democratic Party have suspended their campaigns. Former South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg announced his decision Sunday. Minnesota Senator and Senate Ag Committee member Amy Klobuchar came next. According to media reports, both candidates plan to endorse Biden. The leader of American efforts at the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organizations in Rome says other countries need to step up to the plate. Kip Tom was confirmed last year as an ambassador to the programs. He says one of the biggest issues the U.S. faces there is lagging adaptation of new innovations. And we want to see where we have agroecology that allows modern innovations to come in. Because right now, agroecology has been framed up primarily by the EU, France, Switzerland, uh, Germany, taking it in a direction that really is not going to let us allow us to feed that growing population. He says he's hoping to see some of the countries currently being assisted by UN efforts work towards self-sufficiency. We've went from uh, about $1.7 billion to now we're at $3.39 billion into the World Food Program. 
I'm not sure we can sustain that kind of growth. So we have to make sure that we reach the nexus of aid and get more into development and make sure that we can get these countries to the point to where they can feed themselves. He says moving towards self-sufficiency is important because economic stakes are very different for smallholder farms. To hear more from Tom about his work in Rome, check out this week's open mic on agripulse.com and your favorite podcast platform. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at FLMHarvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.